0: You can subscribe to Locked on Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked on Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. Well, your Tampa Bay Rays sweep the Boston Red Sox in three games at the Trop to improve to 64 and 42 on the year and one and a half games above the Red Sox in the AL East. And Ulysses, just to celebrate that uh, yesterday, I I had some lobster. I had some lobster (laughs) mac and cheese and some lobster at a steakhouse just to really shove it. To the Red Sox and try to get that sweep going. So I you know, I think I was the different difference maker, quite frankly. Uh, you were the difference maker on Saturday. I was the difference maker on, on Sunday evening there. With that, uh, it is a Monday, which means it's time for our takeaways, observations, and what we learned in the baseball and rays weekend. Ulysses, what do you have?
1: This was a fun weekend, man. Like I don't I don't even think my voice has completely recuperated yeah. from our Saturday outing, which was A phenomenal success. Uh, We we got to see so many people. I want to thank everybody uh, for for coming out to the Budweiser porch and hanging out with us. Basically the whole game. We were there from the top of the third, but we ended the game right there. So we didn't actually see the live game, which was kind of a a, a surreal experience, knowing what was going to happen, perhaps but because of the noise of the crowd Mm -hmm. uh, and, and watching it on the big screen. But it was fun, man. It, it was great. So thank you, everybody, for for coming out. Chase, um, Maddie, Melissa, um, Anthony, Sky, uh, and and a lot of other people. Uh, Austin also Austin, showed up. Yeah, yeah,
0: a lot so, of names. No. We we lose count. We can't name them all. I mean, there was basically there's a picture of us <laughs> on social media. I think about a dozen of us or so. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah good. It, it was so funny about Saturday. It was a great time, and we were basically for most of the game perched up on the Budweiser porch and watching the TV because that was like a, the only big enough hangout spot where we could kind of gather and talk. And quite frankly, I don't, I watched maybe like five minutes of the game total. Cause I was just, we were just talking, really talking. And then, yeah, you see a big play and you clap and cheer, but it's not yeah. like, look, if, if you're looking for uh, you know, some in-depth breakdown from Saturday's game, I'm not going to give it to you. I can't <laughs> give it to you because I was, you know, we were just, uh, shooting the, uh, shooting the crap, if you will, in a good way yeah. with uh, some of our listeners and having a really good time. And man, that was, you know what, that was worth it after my uh, dealing with the parking situation, getting into the game. Now, man, you know, crazy. now, you know, I mean, again, it was a, a Red Sox raise game on a weekend, big stage, big moment, important series. But man, I was, uh, I was to my wits end. I'll just put it that way. And now I know why it's not just when I arrive late to games, historically, you know, third inning, fourth inning, it's—I I realize now—it's not just to save my twenty bucks on parking, but it's also not to have to deal with sitting in traffic for an hour. It's and your sanity. Cars stop at it's, intersections. Like I, I don't need that. I'll—I'll I'll miss a couple innings. I'll listen to Dave and Andy on the way in and and breeze on into the drop. I, I do not need that in tough. my life. So.
1: Honestly, and and just sitting half, you know, thirty minutes in traffic like you did, just standing still—that's that's awful. But I actually do, had to do that, you know, outside of Gate One. It was it was yeah. so such a long way. But look, the atmosphere was fantastic, and and that's what you hope to 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 kind of experience when you're at the Trop, People getting excited for it, and honestly, you always see a lot of Red Sox fans when they come around. I I didn't feel that way. I thought it was I thought it was a raised type of uh, of crowd. Yeah, you gotta love that. It was an exciting game Sunday too. Sunday night baseball. Uh, I kept watching, uh, you know, the clock, trying to be like, okay, can, when when is baseball coming on on Sunday? Like, right. why do we have to wait till 7 p.m.? But look, it was worth the wait. The the, the boys put on a show uh, in front of a Rod, who I know that you love, is your boy. Uh, so, having said all that, my my biggest takeaway of the weekend. Um, has to be one player, and that player is Wander Franco. Okay, man, what what a weekend he had! What a weekend he had! He had eleven at bats, uh, a, a couple of hits in each game, uh, four total RBIs this weekend. So he went six for eleven. Uh, you can see one strikeout only in in, in this series. If you go back seven games, I know it's a small sample size, but he's hitting 360 with an on base of 429 and a slugging of 600. Let's go back 15 games and he's hitting 305 with a 354 OPS and a 492 slugging. This guy is figuring it out little by little. And and if you watched his at bats um, kind of nonchalantly in the beginning, you could have just seen a couple of his stats and say, huh, the rookie needs more time seasoning but he was having good at bats. He was hitting the ball hard. He was kind of getting unlucky. He was getting bad. We, we mentioned all of this and, and now it's all kind of, kind of coming coming back and you got to acknowledge sometimes he did. He did look not foolish, but kind of lost you know, on three right. pitch uh, strikeouts. He's never done that in, in the minors, but it's the major league. So you can, you can see a little bit of growing, um happening there but i think he's just trying he's he's figuring it out and that's really nice especially from the left hand side of the plate which he had a lot of uh, 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 um some trouble in in his rookie you know month but now i think he's had like three four games where he actually has had good at bats from the left side so i i want to focus on him if you're a race fan just just try to see wanders at bats and, and see how he has progressed and i think you're going to see really positive things
0: it's very, very encouraging, and he's doing this, again, at just 20 years old. Imagine what he can do in 22, 23, 24, and so on. And like you mentioned, from the left side, his at-bats have looked better. He is doing a better job of timing up high velocity. He can handle 97 and hit it up the middle. He can stay back on the breaking balls a little bit. That's a good sign. And just when he does get a hit, a single, a double, a triple, a home run, the energy, the spark he provides, that that just – changes yes, the complexion yes. of a game and you got to have those energy spark guys to change things. And, and you got to have people that
1: know how to run the bases. Run it uh, yeah. when 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 we think of speed we basically sometimes just think of oh does he steal bases? Sure, that's that's nice right. and I love steal uh, base stealers, but I also want guys who go from first to third. I want guys who go from second to home and he showed those wheels last night. I mean that was Renfro who threw that who, who who threw that missile to home. It was a little bit misguided, but if Wander doesn't actually hustle like he did, that speed, that turning radius from third to home doesn't have a wide uh angle to it. He might have gotten caught there by right. that throw. But that's what you that's what you love. The energy, the 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 the, the, the wheels are are there for Wander. Yeah. I'm excited, man. I I mean, look, there's what 57 games left, 58. Mm-hmm. Um I can't wait to see what but what some of these guys can put in, we've talked about Brandon Lau, Yandy Diaz, and how they can change their their season and what's left of the season. Wander Franco can do that, too.
0: Yeah. And what's I think also big is the fact that he did it in a huge, huge momentum shifting series against the Red Sox with a huge crowd. He's probably never played before a crowd like yeah. that, at least At home, definitely not in triple-A, double-A, single-A. Well, I didn't play double-A, but you you get my point on that. It's not like he was going, you know, having these spark performances against the Royals or the Orioles. That would still be great, of course, but the fact that he can step up in moments like that is huge, which come playoff time, I don't think, I think he'll he'll bask in that in that attention so to speak and we have to remember it's there there's still going to look teams are going to continue to adjust to him and he's going to have to continue to adjust I mean I think it was uh, Topkin that put out a really good article over the weekend just about the transition of a ball player going to the major leagues there is nothing like it just all the distractions all the the level of pitching just everything there's nothing that can prepare you Mm -hmm. for that moment i mean even going from single a to triple a that's not the same as going to triple a from the majors so and let's realize what he's doing at this age so he's going to be a really really fun player for a very long time and to your point about base running like another guy that uh I, i don't know if he has the speed of wander franco really i mean regardless to your point about not being a huge base stealer, but a good base running base runner. Brandon Lau is that type of guy, Brandon Lau. And I, I mean, not to, you know, uh, bury what Wander Franco has done and did, but Brandon Lau starting to show why, uh, why he was given that contract and why there's so much, uh, hype surrounded around him because right now he is, he is hot and doing it in all three facets of the game as well for a while now
1: he has yes. been hot it's no it's it's for a month now and we've talked about that when it was like a five game little spurt we talked about that and how like we saw little things now it's it's been a month and it, it keeps going this guy unfortunately is that cold streak that's freezing or yes. fiery hot all you can hope is that the, the the cold ice age is done with brendan Lau, and now he can get really steamy really yeah. steamy for those 58 games and he can really carry a ball call. But again, it's not only him. And this is the beautiful thing about the race is that, yeah, Brandon Lauke is, is, is getting hot, but the guys around him, if it's not him that one night, then it's Zunino, then it's Mejia, then it's yeah. Meadows. Uh, it, it's it's franco it's a rosarena it, this is such a complete team um yandis is discovering his power stroke it, it's it's right. a beautiful thing to watch it, this team is really clicking on all cylinders and that's why now they have taken sole possession of first place in the al east
0: not to hijack your takeaways here but who do you think by year's end leads the team in home runs nelson cruz brandon lau austin meadows mike zanino Somebody I, think else gotta take, I think you got to take. I
1: think you got to take Nelson Cruz out of there because you know nineteen war without the race. I, th- I think we I'm just to saying
0: total. I'm just saying okay. total. Just so total. Th- it's part of the game because Nelson <laughs> Cruz has what twenty one yeah. or twenty two. Brandon Lau is the team leader right now at twenty three. Yeah. Really, he should almost have twenty four with that first pitch off Garrett Cole on yeah. uh, the game last week. But <sighs> man, that's and that's then tough Meadows out. and Zanino both have twenty right now.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. I, I think Brennan Lau is your horse to pick right now if you want to go yeah. uh, the easy money. But Meadows, man. I think when Meadows gets on a stretch where he just sees the ball like a watermelon, it's yeah. uh, it's pretty intense. So I think right now would be Lau because he's so hot. Uh, but Meadows, I wouldn't put it past him that that he could get uh, a little bit more steamy.
0: Yeah. And who knows, you know, with... I. I... I'm going to go with Brandon Lau for now. I'm going to go with the uh, clubhouse leader. The only concern I would have about not necessarily Meadows, but Cruz is the fact that he might get pitched around a little bit more. So that gives more yeah. opportunities to uh, the other guys there. Uh, one last thing before we take a break, uh, you were one of the lucky ones uh, on Saturday, Ulysses. You got the Randy Rosarina bobblehead. One of, what was it? The first 10,000. Uh, he's getting it right now. Let's see that thing. There you go. What's that retail for? It it bobbles. It works. It
1: bobbles, baby. Can you hear the bobble people?
0: Yeah. Was yeah. it worse standing nice. in line for however long you stood in line outside?
1: <laughs> Dude, honestly, the worst thing about it was the, the 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 pit stains. I was like, God, I just took a shower. I just yeah. took a shower. I was in the AC in the car, get out five minutes, and I'm already drenched. It was that 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 sucks, but no. You know how I love my bobbleheads. Like, they could tell me, I I, I got to go to a really horrible place, but they'll be like, hey, but there's a bobblehead. I'll be like, okay, yeah. I'll go.
0: I'll how go. many do you have right now? What is your collection at that you have? 1, two, three, four, five,
1: six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. Oh, my gosh. 11. I might have to do a trivia
0: question with Evan Klosky. <laughs> Can you name three <laughs> of the 11 bobbleheads? Yeah. Name the players. <laughs> Randy doesn't count there. Uh, okay, uh, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track it all at bet online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep. For their runs to the playoffs, head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember, use the promo code LOCKEDON, L O C K E D O N. Again, Locked On. L O C K E D O N. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, Ulysses, uh, my takeaway or takeaways, uh, I want to touch on the trade deadline a little bit. And I think that, is it a fair assessment to say that, at least based on the comments and reaction on social media, that Rays fans were a little hurt, a little disappointed that the Rays didn't do more by the time uh, the clock struck 4 p.m. on Friday, July 30th?
1: I think so. And we put out a poll and, and I think people are are happy, but they see that it, that, that a couple of moves could have been made to make them happier. And yes. honest, I, I, I don't think a lot of people fall into the, into the, the, the group of, Oh man, we should have gotten another hitter. I don't think that's where people are heading. I think more people are like, why didn't we get a pitcher? Why didn't we get yes. somebody who can cover innings? Um, and like a Merrill Kelly, like somebody said on, on last week's episode. Right, I am also scratching my head. I'm also scratching my head uh, of why there wasn't just like a, a guy, a reliable guy that you can, you know. And again, I'm not. This is, doesn't mean that I am against the rate the Rich Hill trade. I think that's great because you're just basically switching Patino for Hill, and I think yeah. that's a that's a that that's a that's a good thing. You need to do that. Patino needs to be a major like pitcher now. He's got yeah. it. Um,
0: and honestly, the thing with that, too, is if Rich Hill was on the team and you had to make that demotion or that move, if you will, you wonder how that would maybe mm-hmm. wrinkle the clubhouse a little bit and change yeah. things up there instead of just saying, well, we traded him, so this opens up a spot for Patino. Maybe that is a little bit more palatable there, too. Yeah. No. And And, and when you
1: look at the rotation, it's not... Uh, as top heavy as it has been in the past, when you're talking right. about Yarbrough, McClanahan, Fleming, Patino, Waka, doesn't have that strong punch that you know race rotations have had in the past. Yeah, uh, so that's why I think most fans are like, okay, why didn't you have like one guy, one pitcher? And the one thing that I can come up with is that the 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 bullpen guys are are close to coming back mm-hmm. and, and getting healthy. And they're expecting some some innings and some good quality stuff from Chris Archer. Yes. I think that's a lot of what-ifs to depend on. That is. Uh, so then the next thing is that if it's not the injury guys, then the next thing is your AAA uh, could, could come up and eat some innings. So then maybe that's it. They really trust their stuff and, and they, they see a, a way to promote these guys. Um, If anything, if anybody falters in the major league rotation, again, I think that's a smaller if, but it's still an if, because then you have like just a bunch of rookies having in the rotation with Yarbrough and Waka. So it's, it's a tough position that the Rays are in right now with covering innings. So I can see
0: the frustration. What grade would you give? The Rays, all told, this includes Nelson Cruz. I guess you could say this includes Willie Adamas. This includes some of the bit moves that they made on July 30th and 29th. Diego Castillo, all, everything involved, what grade would you give the Rays?
1: I think I'm, I'm leaning towards ab to B2B+. plus. Yeah, uh, you, you, I don't think you can go that lower than that because of Nelson Cruz. That's the biggest trade up deadline acquisition ever. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, people were clamoring for this guy maybe maybe two, three years later than <laughs> then people wanted him to. But he's a Ray right now. And he was an all-star this year. Like, this is a big, big get. And JP Fireisen, uh has has been good. Oh, of course, heard Drew Rasmussen, of course. Uh, I think Moving Willie gave Walls and Franco a, more playing time. So that's nice. U- ultimately, I think B2B B plus, I don't think you, you have too much to, to, to complain, but yeah. I, what I'm seeing is a lot of JP, JT DJ. It's like a nineties boy band <laughs> over here in the in the bullpen.
0: Sort of is in a way you got to bring back Lance Carter to fill things out and really make <laughs> it go with the, uh, with the, you know, the, the next uh, backstreet boys, backstreet boys of the Rays or something like that. Look, I would say this, yeah. I agree with you on the B2B B plus, Thing And you know what, now that I think about it and now that we know all that we know, I would be more disappointed if they didn't make a move, if there was an expectation that Tyler Glass now would be healthy and fully available for a playoff run. And then it would be like, man, now we have a really one, two, but without Glass now. Yeah. I mean, does Meryl Kelly really shift the, the gauge all that much, especially with this was probably the biggest or craziest trade deadline in history with some of the moves, some of the all stars yeah. that were acquired and shifted around. Um, so I think that is some of it. And let's be honest, I mean, big picture here the Rays are in first place, they have a team record 15 players on the injured list, and several of those players will be coming back or will be making their first appearance for the Rays uh in a while nick anderson chris archer pete fairbanks jp fireisen brent honeywell brian thompson jeffrey springs maybe at some point so i mean it's a different situation now when you get to the the playoffs it is different where you do rely on the horses but i I don't know how you can just go out there and look it would have been great to get a john gray it would have been great to get a meryl Kelly. it would have been great to get uh, you know, insert name here, Kyle Gibson, whatever it may be. But then you also get into the value and the market price for those names. Like Jose Barrios with the Blue Jays. Uh, the Blue of Jays had price. to give up their number two and number three prospects. Are you comfortable, if you're a Rays fan, are you comfortable giving up Vidal Brujan and Shane Boz? Because that's what it would take, if not more, to get Jose yeah. Barrios. Would you have made that move? So I'm throwing that out there. I
1: certainly am not comfortable making that move. I thought the Barrios trade was probably the most exorbitant price that we saw during the trade deadline. I'm not comfortable. And you look at those two names and and what they've produced in double A. My goodness, you're giving that up for a year and a half. And does that really move your needle if you're the Toronto Blue Jays and you're in fourth place eight games away from, from the Red Sox in the race who are just head to head? And you also have got the Yankees in front of you. And I just I, do, I don't see yeah. that as a as a winning move for them. And when you talk about first place, Kevin, I think you're completely right. I mean, how why you're not stressed to make moves when you're in first place. Right. I think what they did with Nelson Cruz, 100 percent. That's exactly what you needed. You needed to do a little punch there. In the lineup. And, and that completely yeah. changes the the, the the dynamic there. But I don't think you have to restructure all of your, your you don't need a Kimbrel and Chris Bryant and the Trevor story. Like, I, I feel like, right. Yeah. You know, a lot of names were up there. And I think that increased the expectations for race fans of what they were getting. And then, you know, they forget. People forget. That's why the news cycle is 24 to 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they're like, oh, Friday news dump you know, at four or 5 PM, nobody's going to talk about this during the weekend. Right. So I think because the Nelson Cruz happened a week earlier, race fans were like, okay, well what's next. What's next. And then nothing happened. They kept seeing tweets and then they got disappointed.
0: Yeah. And the other thing to consider too, is you wonder the injury risk of some of these starters that have had great seasons to this point, but you get to a hundred, 110 innings after the pandemic season, where do things Mm -hmm. go from there? And Look, hold your jokes right now. But I'm not saying this is the the craziest move or the best move, or you know, it, it blows away. You know, Chris Bryant going to the Giants or Javi Baez going to the Mets, but Jordan loop Luplo, Luplo, he could be something. You, what's what's been the the bugaboo? What's been the kryptonite for the race? Lefty starters, Lefties. lefty pitchers, Jordan. I don't know. Is it Luplo, Luplo? JL, uh-huh. I guess. There we go. Jordan. Yeah. I'll call him Jordan. <laughs> Another versus one. Lefties, DJ, JL, JP, yep. JT. Too many initials. Whatever. I can tell you, verse lefties, he is a masher. I mean, yeah. about as close as a masher as you can get. In 145 games, versus lefties, he has a 556 slug, 143 WRC+, 927 OPS, 15% walk rate, 251 average, 21 home runs and rosters expand in September. And that's a little insurance in case, say, yeah. something happens to Randy, say something else happens to Nelson Cruz. He's 41 years old. He's had some injury issues in the past. Yandy Diaz, a righty bat goes down, a Manny Margot goes down. You need another righty bat in the lineup. So, and it and, was so funny because I was talking about it last week. Like, man, how are the Rays going to get all these outfielders involved? And the Rays go out and add another outfielder because uh, when other teams zig, they zag, so to speak. Yeah, 100 percent. And
1: when you look at who they have as backup, it's guys who are, again, are controllable. They've had some major league experience, so they're not plugging that that insurance Mm -hmm. that they're plugging a hole is not a rookie because they've got already plenty of rookies and you and there's a lot of variables in there so why do you have a loop low? well he has some major league experience and 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 you can find a niche where he can be successful mike ford same thing he has had some uh major league experience he can plug john jayman uh, Choi gets hurt or yandy gets hurt maybe it's mike ford that goes up and and and, and, and hits a bomb against the yankees in the yankee stadium so it's it's those moves that I I know they're very unheralded and and a lot of race fans, um, they're they're still banging their head um, because that's not the type of moves that they want their team to do or to make, but, but it's okay. Again, it's August 2nd, Kevin, the Rays are in first place. That hasn't happened in eight years in August 2nd. So let's take that two months left of baseball. The Rays are in first place. They have a great team. Let's move on from the trade deadline.
0: Yeah. Uh, I do want to read a couple comments here from some listeners on the trade deadline. Uh, this one from Quinlan Deegan. He says, adding another all-star bat starting pitcher or relief pitcher would always be welcome, but this team is really good. It's a little risky trusting that players w- will return from the IL, but the organizational depth is built for years of success, not just mm-hmm. one or two. Uh, Jake Stokes says Cruz was a huge, much needed addition. Really wanted a starter. Bryant would have been great, but that was a pipe dream to begin with. Yeah, I agree with Jake there. That's again. Yeah. Here's the other thing, too, is you know, we when Topkin or somebody tweets out the Rays are involved or having conversations or they're they're in talks. They're, everybody is in talks with everybody. Yes. And you're 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 not doing your job. You're you're not Eric Neander's doing a bad job if he's not talking about. Every other every star level player are talking and conversating with every team out there.
1: Kevin, that's it. They're just uh, saying B A U stuff, a business as usual. I mean, yeah. that's like if I were on a, to, to this this afternoon, I would be tweeting. Kevin Weiss is writing an article. Yeah that's doing yeah. his dad and i'm just reporting his day-to-day things <laughs> like yeah. you know and that's what is happening and then people fans get him get because f- fandom is irrational and it's right. an emotional thing you they're like oh my god brian yeah. is coming it's like no yeah. they're just yeah. doing their due diligence they're just doing and then topkin and other writers and and, and, and they play and, up to it. journalists they play into it they like the retweets they like the likes yeah. They're, i mean it's also their job to say hey this the front office is doing their job hey the front office is doing yeah but people get caught up in in it as being too real when it's just what they do every day
0: yeah the best thing the best thing of friday was the fact that topkin after like a couple minutes after 4 p.m (laughs) was like uh the rays have made a move dot 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 something along those lines and people (laughs) were freaking out and it turns out to be uh Luplow and DJ Johnson for uh, Peyton Battenfield, oh, so I think was the name. So there's your blockbuster. Yeah. There's your second blockbuster. In addition to Cruz, uh, quickly some other <sighs> ones here. Uh, ben says after signing Cruz, I expected more from Neander. We didn't bolster the current team at all, other than Cruz. It hurts. Uh, not necessarily true there. Uh, John Ozzy, Rays fan 141 says I'm happy about it. We went and made the biggest signing in Cruz. I didn't expect much more, and it wasn't worth diminishing the farm from what. Uh, teams we're asking for yes this is a good point here because when we talk about look last week i said we get to prospect hungry and we get yeah. to prospect we're prospect huggers at times but there's a balance like i'm okay with partying with joe ryan and drew strotman shane boz wander franco no. not so sure about that no not yeah. happy you you gotta not play happening. you gotta you, you, it, there's some nuance there with that and then uh, dustin Payne says Wishing we made a bigger splash, but I think it's about next year and the year after. You know, Ulysses, I think uh, at least, I mean, as far as maybe one more addition the Rays could make, Bilt Bar. I think that might, you know, that might salvage this whole thing if they just order Bilt Bar after Bilt Bar. Of course. And you know what
1: the great thing about Bilt Bar is that there's so many delicious flavors, Kevin. I mean, if they want to have a little bit of more offense, you can go coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie. If you want some innings, maybe you get some double chocolate, salted caramel. You want some defense, maybe you get some strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. They can put two in the flavors. for Yes. Why not? Half of them, right? Half German chocolate in the morning. And then you you put a little bit of a strawberry there too. Um, uh, My my favorite flavor, of course, is peanut butter brownie. I love it all so healthy and delicious, all with some chocolate. Uh, Check out these macros. 17 to 18 grams protein. Calories are ranging from 130 to 180. Only four to five grams of sugar. Uh, These are just amazing flavors. They're all tasty. They're all healthy. You've got to get yourself some belt Bars right now. So order today, people. Get the Grasshopper cookie or the Raspberry or the Cherry barcia or whatever you like, because again, they've got a ton, ton of flavor. So Go to built.com, use promo code locked15. That's L O C K E D one five. You will get 15% off your order. So use promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com.
0: Okay. The uh, Tampa Bay Rays now welcome the Seattle Mariners to town. Little breakdown on the Mariners here. They are 56 and 50 third in the AL West, eight games back in their division and then in the wild card chase they trail Boston, Oakland, New York and Toronto. Uh, on the road they're 23 and 27. They have a negative 56 run differential. They're coming off two consecutive series losses against the Rangers and Astros and it's funny because you look at their record and I mean they're they're doing well. They're they're in the thick in the heat of it. I think they've definitely surprised some folks this year. Um, but if you look at their big picture numbers, it's like, how are they doing this? Because their team OPS is 680. That's 27th in baseball. Their team ERA is 454. That's 21st in baseball. And uh, they're 19th in defensive runs saved as a team. But uh, we have faced this team before. We do know what they are capable of, uh, at least at home. Uh, remember, I, I don't. That, that wasn't the best weekend there. Uh, back in uh, mid-June where the Mariners uh, swept the Rays, and that was also part of a six-game losing streak for the Rays because they had also lost two straight to the White Sox and then go to Seattle, and it was like, ah, here, we, we got this. We can take three or four. Yeah. We can at least split. We, this is our time to get back, and lo and behold, a lot of a lot of nail-biting losses and extra inning losses in that Mariners series, but hopefully things are different uh, this time around. Maybe we can,
1: you know, do, do a little bit of, of vice versa here. We can show them how we do walk-offs mm-hmm. at the trap because we got walked off the field in Seattle so many times. I, yeah. I couldn't even tell you how many. Um, it's going to be weird. Co- yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think uh, it's going to be odd uh, seeing Diego, yeah. obviously, on the other side of the, of, of, of the field wearing a Mariners hat and all
0: that. Um, do you think
1: he gets in a game?
0: I'm sure he will. I mean, with the uh, three game series, I don't know how successful he'll be. That's, the That's what I'm
1: talking about because his last five days have been a whirlwind. Yeah. Uh, to <laughs> that sucks too. Right. You are in Tropicana, then you have to go away and then you're going to come back with the team. Like, it's, uh, that must suck. But yeah. uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to this because you got to kind of take your schedule. And, and, and just wreck havoc with it. I mean, look, look at the, the, next, the next four, four series. Uh, you're going Seattle, Baltimore, Boston, Minnesota. Actually, I'm going to add one more. And Baltimore. I mean, th- that's four out of five that you need yeah. to win. That you need to win. So it begins today against Seattle. They're going uh, with Chris Flexen who has had an okay season so far. Uh, Pretty honestly. solid actually. Yeah. So if you look at his last three three, three outings against the Angels, uh, Oakland and in Houston, he he's done just fine. The, the the Houston one was a kind of a, a of a clunker there. We're only going four innings and allowing seven runs, but uh against Oakland, almost a quality start there and and in the Angels as well. So it's gonna to be tough. I think. I think. I think the Rays, though, they're in a high right now. I mean, yes. when when you're below a game and a half against the Red Sox, and you've got not only Sunday night baseball, but the opportunity to get sole possession of first, and you do by sweeping them, it's a very big statement. And so I mm-hmm. hope the only thing that I hope is the one thing that we're always afraid of uh, is that the Rays do not play down to the competition. Keep this up keep that energy level wow. up i want wonder franco to be just as excited if he hits a double today than when he hit a triple yesterday uh that that's the kind of energy i want to see base running uh um you know the defensive miscues uh the foundational thing that is the race way mm-hmm. keep it intact all those little things that make you who you are That's who you have to be against teams that really don't deserve to take W's from you.
0: Right. And you know what? I think the Rays have absolutely learned that you cannot take the Mariners lightly. This is not a team to really mess with at the end of the day. In fact, wasn't Wander Franco called up immediately after the Mariners series? I believe at that day off. I think that's what it was. June twenty first, yeah. and then made his debut right. against the Red Sox. So, yes. how about that for interesting timing there? And really, you you want to look at it fifty six games. This is you've got a two month playoff race. You're in a mm-hmm. this is a, a a lengthy postseason run. And twenty twenty, at least things aren't going to get any easier. That's for sure. Yeah,
1: it's twenty twenty again. Get on that twenty twenty mindset. uh it, There's you know a little bit less than sixty games to go. Fifty six, right? So. It's go time. And so anything that the that that race players did or or were not able to do in in last game in in last year's uh, season. Think about it like that. Okay, look, if Brendan Lau was the team MVP in 60 games, he could certainly do that again. You know, those are the things. Think about that as a 2020 season. What's left to go? It's going to go fast, man. It's going yes, it to go is. super fast, so it's going to be really exciting. But again, look at the schedule against the competition that the Rays are facing. These are teams that the Rays need to win, especially Baltimore. I mean, you get that four-game series against Baltimore in the middle of August. You're going to face them this weekend um, in Camden Yards. That's seven games that I'm, I'm – I, I don't am I know if I'm being too lofty, but I, I won six of those
0: games. Yeah, at least five and two, you would think. Yeah, that would – have to happen there by the way 56 games left here's your opportunity guys somebody step up break Joe DiMaggio's hitting streak do it <laughs> it's now or never whoever's on a run you don't have much time left so if you've got if you've got at least uh if you got a hit yesterday you've got hey, a chance
1: you can do there it you go uh, my takeaway Wander had has
0: three games already so he can do it boom yeah here we go hey, there, there, at least an on-base streak. That would be nice. You know, 56 games on base. Yeah. We can we can be wishers and dreamers there. Uh, okay, uh, that wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked on Bets and Locked on MLB podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.